Praise God. Just turn to your neighbor and tell that person, I'm glad that you are here with me. Praise God. Just turn to the other side. Tell that person, I love your smile. Through your eyes. Amen. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord with brothers and sisters worshiping the Lord. You know, in the past month, we've been journeying in the book of Mark. And I believe most of us has been challenged to go deeper in our discipleship journey. And starting from today, these coming weeks, we'll be looking in the book of uh, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, these letters that John wrote. And I pray that it will continue to deepen us in our walk with the Lord. You know, if you've been following the news lately, if you've been following the news in the past years, in the past months, you might have encountered news of prominent ministers, pastors, worship leaders, and even Christian artists who fell into sin. If you've been in social media, na, 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 do you receive those news? Famous pastors, famous ministers who fell into sin. They fell into sin, impacted their lives, their marriages, in churches, and ministry. Some of them took large sum of money from the church. Some of them were involved in having extramarital affairs. And others were also accused of being abusive to their staff in congregation. You know, when such bad news is being published online, you'll notice that there will be many bashers. Do you agree? Pag na isang pastor na bumagsak, ayan si pastor, blah, blah, blah. Do you agree? There are people who will be quick to comment and judge them. You know why? Because I'm one of them who comment. But you know, God convicted me because at moments like this, I was frustrated with, with what's happening in the church. Not just here, not here, but as you across the church, there's so many pastors, parang bumabagsak, bakit? Ano nangyayari? And deep inside my heart, I was saddened because we are losing our testimony as a church to the world. Likewise, it also alarms me that if these prominent anointed preachers or ministers can fall, then it could also happen to any one of us here, even those who are preaching here. Therefore, brothers and sisters, I'm not here to judge them or condemn them. And it's my prayer for God to restore them. But it's this important thing. But we also need to learn from that mistake and realize that it's a stern warning for all of us that anyone can fall. Kung anuman ang position ninyo, how old you've been a Christian, you might be a pastor, you might be an elder, you might be a ministry leader, you might be a choir group leader, anyone, uh, no matter how successful if your ministry, if you are not careful in the way you walk, there's a danger you might crash and fall. That's why, brothers and sisters, I have humbly come to you with a simple question today. My question is this. Are you walking in the light or in darkness? Just turn to your neighbor. 
Are you walking in the light or in darkness? Hindi nyo alam? You know, as disciples of Jesus, as disciples of the Lord, the Lord calls us to walk in the light, not in darkness. And I've entitled this short sermon, Keep Walking in the Light. Because if we desire to grow in our discipleship, if we are sincere of following Jesus, then we are to walk in the light. And today we'll be reading from 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 to chapter, uh, chapter 2. And invite all of us to stand, and we'll be reading this text as we give reverence to God's Word. Let's read 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 together. This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaimed to Him, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we had an advocate which is the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation of our sin, and not for ours, ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Let's pray. Panginoon, salamat. We thank you for this afternoon that we are gathered here today. I pray, Lord, that you give us attention. We ask for your Holy Spirit to illuminate your word. And I pray that wait of call for us to walk in light, we will take it seriously. And I pray that what we learn today will not just go to our ears in our head, but it will penetrate to our hearts. So we ask for your Holy Spirit to speak to each one of us today. If you are dealing us in us in certain lifestyle, certain sin, I pray that your word will liberate us. Help us, O oh God, as we surrender our eyes, our hearts, our ears to you today, that we may walk in the light and not in darkness. Salamat, Panginoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You see, modern scholars were debating who is the author of 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. Some said the author is an elder named John who is the disciple of John. Gets nyo? Kaya sabi ko, ha? Habang I was studying this, some author said the writer of 1st, 2nd, 3rd John is an elder who is named John who is a disciple of John. The scholar said that. And some said that uh, it's a group of people who wrote it as time passes by. 
But church tradition believes that the real author of this letter is John the Apostle, whom we often refer as the disciple whom Jesus loved. So we hold on that, that this letter is written by John the Apostle. And the reason why it was written is the recipient of this letter, this first letter, first John, were sent to Christians. Sent to Christians that were meeting together in the house of churches. Take note, they were sent, this letter was sent to a Christian, to a church, a group of churches. And they recognized that the author is the one who have that pastoral authority over them. So John was writing to a church or a few churches with an intention to deal with a problem because when he wrote this, there's a big problem that's happening in the church. You know what's the problem? Split. There's a church split. Uso na pala dati ang church split. There was a church split at the time. There's a big problem. Because of the church split, the community were divided. Let me read 1 John chapter 2, verse 19. It reads here, They went out from us, but they were not of us. If they had been of us, they would have continued with us. Ang galing ng writer ni John. Sabi niya, kung siya ay talaga dito, di dapat sila umalis. Dapat nandito sila. So a group of people, influential, large group of people left the original fellowship. Why? Because they are struggling. There are competition of few things. They were, there are certain issues that they were debating. Doctrinal issue, ethical issue, how to love, how to deal with sin. They were also discussing about spirituality because some of them believe of mystical. Sila lang daw ang nakakita ng anghel, yung mga ganyan-ganyan. And they also, meron din politics at the time. They, nev- they don't recognize John as the elder. So that's what's happening in the church at the time. And the two major, two major teachings that was causing great harm at the time is this. Two major teachings. One is the rejection of Jesus Christ. This group of people who left the church does not believe that Jesus is God. They do not believe that at all. They do not believe His deity. So ang implication, if they don't believe that Jesus is God and Lord, what will happen? What He did in the cross is nothing. It's meaningless. Another false teaching is this, in this group of people, is the teaching of dualism. What is the teaching of dualism? Now, the teaching is this. They divided human into two, matter and spirit. Now, what is matter? Anything, anything that takes space and and time. Pitikin yung katabi mo. Matter yan. Anything that's physical, that's matter. So in this teaching, matter is, to them, anything that's matter is evil. So they recognize this body is evil. Now, spirit is good. So they separated the two. So the implication of that teaching is this. Anything that my body does, anong kasalanan, any sin that my body does, it will not affect my spirit and my soul. 
Because it's inaccurate. That's why if you read the text, if you said you have no sin, if you said you have no, have not seen, that's the context of it. Because they were the, this group of people who left the church were teaching them dualism, that this matter and spirit, kahit anong gawin ng katawan, hindi maapektuhan ng spirit. Kasi spirit is good. So that's a real problem that John was addressing. And it led the church to confusion. And some of them embraced that and they stumbled in their faith and led them to sin. Now, this is what John said in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. He says here, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not... What's the word? That you may not sin. His intention is there. Because he noticed the posture of his affection. His deep concern as an author. He called them my little children. It's coming from a heart of a father. His intention is pure out of love that he desire his church, he desire his congregation not to fall into sin. He said, my little children, I'm writing to you this thing so that you may not fall into sin. And then he continued and he said, if ever you do, remember this. But if anyone does sin, you had an advocate, the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteousness. If ever you do, you can still return. And you can still find restoration and hope in our Savior, Jesus. You know, I believe this same message still echoes to us today as God's people. Because it's always been God's desire for all of us not to fall into sin. If anyone does, God is reminding us to humbly repent and return to Him. That's why if you look after the introduction in verse 1 to 4, He began to describe the character of God. He continued in how to approach this problem of sin. He first described the character of God. Look at this in verse 5. He said, this is the message we have heard from Him and proclaimed to you that God is light and Him is no darkness at all. You see, John was using light as a metaphor to describe God as good, pure, holy, and righteous. He implies God's integrity, truthfulness, and authenticity. But look at the second part. He says there, in Him, no darkness at all. Now, in this verse, darkness stands for evil, sin, and impurity. It symbolizes, he uses that metaphor once again. It implies deceit, falseness, immorality, lawlessness, wrongdoing. The opposite of the nature of light. Kaya ang light and darkness can never be put together. It's incompatible. It can never coexist. You see, he uses the contrast to emphasize there's nothing evil, nothing impure, nothing unholy can ever be found in God because God is holy. Ayun ang gusto niyang iset. That God is holy. Now as you continue on, let's read this. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie 
and do not practice truth. Now he's connecting this character of God, of holy, in how we live our life. If we say we have fellowship, say fellowship. La la la, is it? Say fellowship. You know what fellowship means? To live in communion. Fellowship means to be in the right relationship. Fellowship means to be part of one body. Fellowship means at peace in sharing the same life. Ayan ang fellowship. Now he's saying, dear, if you are in fellowship, but you are what? Walking in darkness, then you lie and you do not practice the truth. Now there is the point here. There is a conflict here. Because if you say that you are in fellowship with God, who is light, who is pure, He is holy, but you are walking in darkness, who is chismosa, mag liar, and so on, then it does not click. Then you're lying, and you do not practice truth. And it leads us to the first point. These are first point. To keep walking in the light, beware of living in contradiction. Beware in living in contradiction. Because if you truly say that you have intimate relationship with the Lord, then magbabago ang buhay mo. Hindi lang pa iyak-iyak. Not just coming to the church and cry, but after that, nagmumura ka. No. If you truly have that intimate relationship with the Lord, your life will change. Because if God is light and I'm a child of God and I'm a disciple of God, then, then the standard of the life I will live will be according to the standard He set. Because God is holy, then the way I will live will be different. He will set my morality. He will set the values in the lifestyle that I will have. My life will be aligned to God's nature and character. Look at John 8, verse 12. It says here again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. It's clear there. If you are truly a follower of Jesus Christ, you said there, if you ever follows me, you will not work in darkness because you cannot put a holy God and a person that's living in a light together. That's clear here. But the problem is this, the nature of man is this. We love darkness. Read in verse John 3, it says here, people love darkness rather than the light. Our flesh is drawn to do what's not, that's not pleasing to God. If we are not careful, if we are not watchful, we begin to live a life in darkness even though we proclaim that we are Christian. You might say, Pastor, Pastor, hindi yan for non-Christian yan. No, even Christian fall into this trap. Let me ask you, when you gossip about somebody, do you do it 
in the light or in the dark? Do you do it in front of the person you're gossiping or behind that person? Marites. The Marites here. Answer that question. You will not do it in front of the person. You do it in the dark. If you wanna go, if 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 you wanna watch sensual video, if you're gonna watch pornography, do you do it in the public or do you want to do it in the dark? No one will do it in public. You will do it in the dark. If you want to steal from somebody, do you do it in front of that person or you do it behind that person? In front. Magaling na bata. Sinong tatay mo? When people cheat their spouse, do they do it in the light or do they do it in the dark? They do it in the dark. So there's so many things if we're not careful, if we're not living in the light, we're not living in His Word, we begin to live in the dark and do it the things that we're not supposed to do because nobody sees it. But remember, God sees it all. God sees it all. No matter the, what excuse you have. Let me tell you a story, a testimony. I'm not sure if I've shared this before. The prestigious job that I have, I was an IT. I will not mention the name the company. I was an IT because there's a downsizing. I'm the only IT guy there. So I was doing security, server, and the same time IT support. And I managed the assets of computer. So about, I remember there were about 500 staff and we have to reduce. So there's about 200 laptops that's available and free. 200 laptops. And at the point of time when I was about, it is the, during the time I was about to leave and join the church as one of the pastoral team. Because I'm going to leave the office or the, leave that company, I saw one nice laptop. The laptop is iMac. Apple. Branded. i7 32GB RAM. That time I'm priced on mga 4K. Is there available? <laughs> and I'm gonna leave that job without a laptop. And I'm gonna join the church. I don't know which laptop. Baka mumurahin na laptop. I don't know. But that laptop is perfect. It's like anointed. I saw the laptop. You know, there's many ways I can take it. So I went home. I told my mom, "Dinala ko pa nga sa bahay kasi I have to clean. I check ng specs because I do bring laptop at home to clean and do all those things. So I brought home. I said, "Ma, look, buhay pa si mama nun. Ma, ang ganda ng laptop. Should I take it?" Sabi ng mama, "Sige, kunin mo. Pinahirapan ka jani. Eh. Kunin mo. Bayad sa you." <laughs> Sarap talaga ng mama ko. Love na love talaga ako. Take it. My mom said, take it. Kunin mo yung laptop. You know, I can take it. One way is this. 
One plan I have, I'm telling you the truth, one plan I have, I buy the same laptop from Carousel that costs $300, look alike, and swap. Smart, huh? <laughs> and then and give it to my boss. Another option, I have so many options. No, swap. Another option, declare its damage. Another option, I just delete that in the Excel file when I submit the last report to my boss. That this laptop is not existent at all. Wala sa company. Anointed eh. The laptop is like, wow. So I asked my wife, should I take it? Sabi ni wife, lagot ka kay Lord. There are things that we can reason out. There are things that we can say, okay lang. But you know, God wants us to walk in the light. You know what happened to the light laptop? I'll tell you next Sunday. Ah? <laughs> 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 huh? huh? I tell you a story. I tell you a real, real story. I said, I'm leaving my job. I don't have a laptop. And I love computer. And my real laptop is like very slow. I just prayed. I just said, Lord, magpupultime ako. Pag kinakako ko naman yun, if I took that laptop and then I preach with that laptop, in front of the pulpit is not right. You know, I prayed. I said, Lord, you will provide. You know, after I left, I, I did not took the laptop. After I left, it's a carousel, someone selling a laptop. What is better than this laptop in a half price, brand new. And that laptop is still alive today. I'll take picture. Now it's about, how about, five years, seven years, and still alive. You see, when the Lord provides, you just have to walk in the light. The Lord will provide. You don't have to exert. You know, the Lord wants us to follow His way, His light. Kaya pag may apple kayong laptop, anointed yun. So, remember, to keep walking in the light, beware of living in contradiction. Second, to keep walking in the light, to keep walking in the light, beware of living in denial. It says here, You see here in this text now, there are two clauses, if clauses. It says in verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now it's here that the people who, you know, I mentioned earlier, they're teaching wrong teaching, the heretical teaching. They're saying that they're sinless, that they have no sinful nature in them. If you say that you have no sin, 
then you deceive yourself. There's another if. He said, if you say you have not seen. Now, this statement is that there's no specific sin that had been committed. Now, the focus here is the second part, verse 10, is more of the action. Now, if you put this together, like this, the, what it says is, you put it together, if you have no sin, if you, are, if you have no capacity to sin, therefore, you will not sin at all. And John has to confront the teaching. Now, in this context, these people were in denial of their sin and their sinfulness. What? Why is it because? Because of their wrong doctrine. So, false teaching have deceived them. Similarly, in our times today, we deny our sin in many ways. And one of them, let me give you one point, one of them is because of wrong doctrine, wrong teaching. We have heard in the past, there are certain teaching that because you're already saved, you can keep on sinning and sinning and sinning and forever you'll be saved. You have heard the thought, the teaching? That's totally wrong. You don't need to repent because you're already saved forever and ever. You don't need to repent and then be cautious of sin. That's not, that's not in the Scripture. You see, John is telling them to confess their sin. Wrong doctrine. But there are other possible ways that we can deny our sin. One is this, spiritual blindness. People are blinded and they cannot see their action. They cannot see their life. Have you ever approached people and tell them, Kapatid, mali ang ginagawa mo. That relationship that you are in are not no-no yan. Hindi pwede yan. And that person is still defensive. Have you encountered that people? Defensive. Hindi, hindi. Forever couldn't love. Spiritual blindness. They couldn't see what's right and wrong. Another is living without rules. In Judges 17.6, if those days... He says here, in those days, there's no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. What is right to me and what is right to you might be different. So I'll do whatever I want, you do whatever you want. It's relativism. What is good to me, I'll do it. I don't care about you. Without rules. But we have the rules in this, the Word of God. He helped us to define how we should live and how we should act. There's also hardness of heart. We deny our sin with the hardness of heart. When we are complacent, our heart becomes callous, unteachable. Pagrinibyuk, ayo makinig. Remember the statement that I've shared, we have shared before? Kung palaging ang tama, may tama ka. If you're not even, even corrected, may tama ka. No one is said that you are always perfect. You make mistake. Even pastors make mistake. Any leader make mistake. If you're your care group leader, I don't listen to you. Oh, sabihin mo sa kanya, sister, palagi kang tama. Guess niya na yun. There are times we deny our sin by minimizing sin. How do you say that? We give allowance of certain sin or we categorize sin. Yung itong sin na to, mas mabigat, itong mas sin na to, mas, ma, mas mabigat o mas maliit lang. Yung mga sinungaling dito, hindi, masyado, mas, hindi sila masyadong sinner, pero yung mga marites dito, sila yon. 
but both of them are sin. We manipulate. Sometimes we're driven by greed. It's still sin. To God, I still sin. We have bitterness and forgiveness. To God's eyes, it's still sin. You know, one time during circuit breaker, we need space. And I wanted to put mezzanine here in our hall. You know, mezzanine, your second story. Para lahat yan second story, may second story tayo. I wanted to have more space because we need social distancing and space. And I look up and down. Some places here, sa this building, some unit have up and meron silang mezzanine. So sabi ko, possible pala. It's possible to have mezzanine. So I went down to the building management and asked them, can we do that? The second floor. The management said, cannot. Sabi, cannot. How about them? Why they have? Why they, why they have? Why we cannot? And they said, oh, that they is the previous management. They allowed them, but now cannot. So I called vendors here to check. And they asked me, which one you want? The legal one or illegal one? Now, I can minimize it. I said, it's for the church. I, it's, it's for the church. Everybody happy? Imagine some of you will be sitting there. <laughs> some of you will be sitting on top there. Say, Imagine. But you know what? It's still a lie. God wants integrity. God wants integrity. And even the things we do, God wants us integrity to walk in the light. We cannot make excuse. We cannot say this is good, this is better. But what is right before the Lord? To God's eyes, is black and white. Sometimes we deny sin, lastly, by covering up. I remember Brother R.R. shared last Wednesday in our online prayer, tell a story about David. David committed sin with Bathsheba, made her pregnant. And what did he do? He covered up by killing the husband. We deny sin by covering up rather than coming before the Lord in Oweb. He said, Lord, I confess my sin and make mistake. You know, there's a danger when we deny and live in denial. We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. You see, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we must be aware. We must remember, beware of living in contradiction. Beware in living in denial. And this is my last point. Some of us, Deep inside our heart, we might live in a, a contradicting life or at times we deny, but yet this is the good news. God is merciful and is inviting us to confess our sin and repent. And it leads us to the third point. He says here, be honest and confess our sin. If you put all the verses together, look here. God promised to forgive 
to forgive our sin. God promised to cleanse and purify, to change us. And again, He says here, God promised out of His merciful, He restored that relationship with Him. And also not restored relationship, He also restored that relationship with one another. What you just need to do is to come before the Lord and say, Lord, I make a mistake. I confess my sin. I'm sorry. I repent. And thank you, for I know in you, you are merciful, for you will forgive, you will cleanse, and you restore that relationship I have with you and have one another. You see, this one point, the importance of one another. You know, in our journey, we are not to journey alone. In our journey, we are called together to pinpoint each other's mistake, to help each other grow in the Lord. I like this quote. It says here, the closer one's fellowship with God and with those who walk with God, the more aware will be of sin in one's life and it will help us grow in the Lord. You know, I was speaking to Pastor Ray. He said to me, the church should be the first place when a person has sinned, the first place they should run to. Not run away. Kung nagkasala ang inyong kapatid ngayon sa katabi mo, tatakbo ba yan sa labas o pupunta rito? That's the question we should ask. If a person fell into sin, would he run away from living word? Or would come to us and said, Pastor, nagkamali ako. I pray that the Lord would change us and see the need for a community so that we can grow in honest and a community that will confess our failure. Brother and sister, the Lord calls us to walk in the light. As I conclude, let me just conclude this. To keep walking in the light, beware of living in contradiction. As I call upon the worship theme, beware of living in denial. Lastly, to keep walking in the light, be honest and confess our sin. When I was preparing this last night, I said I don't know how to end it. But I think it's a call for us at the church to just come to the Lord and say, Lord, many times we live in contradiction. We lie. We gossip. We keep bitterness. We live in contradiction. We live in darkness. And many times we deny the sins. But you know what? God is calling each one of us to return to Him, to have an honest confession. Because if we desire to grow in our discipleship, if we desire and sincerely desire, Lord, I want to grow in my walk with you, then we need to deal the sin that we are encountering in our life. Let's just bow our head.
And when you take time to come to the Lord in prayer, Lord, you see everything in our lives. You see our thoughts. You see our hearts. You see our actions. You see hidden actions that we are doing. There's only one that we are called to please. And that's you. Lord, at this time, you see all of our heart. I pray for your Holy Spirit. For your Holy Spirit to reveal errors. That your light will shine forth in our heart. To reveal errors in our heart that we need to surrender before you. It might be pride. It might be selfishness. It might be bitterness or hatred. Lord, I pray that you reveal those areas in our heart that needed to be surrendered to you. Forgive us if we have lived a double life. And I pray, Lord, for your church to be a church that would walk in the light. If any one of us here, Lord, today are walking in darkness, I pray, O oh Lord, that you convict our heart and call each one of us to return, to return to your amazing love. Because it's only you, Lord, can bring restoration. It is only you, Lord, can bring wholesome. It's only you, Lord, that can forgive and cleanse that impurity in us. Salamat, Panginoon for what you have done on the cross. Forgive us, Lord, for the spiritual apathy. Many of us, Lord, have taken you lightly, not putting you first. Forgive us, God. There's so many things line up in our life and we have put you as a secondary of our life. Forgive us, oh God. Forgive us, Lord, for idols that we have set in our hearts. Forgive us, Lord, for not loving you with all our heart, mind, body, and soul. But thank you for your promise to heal, restore, for your promise to forgive. Let us all stand in your own way and just come to the Lord as I invite the worship team to lead us this song. Oh God, we come to you at the cross. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, you search me. Search me. Oh Lord, you search. 
us to shine forth in this world and it begins by coming back to him and walking in the light just raise your hand and receive the benediction to him who loves us and has freed us from sins by his blood and made us a kingdom priest to his God and Father to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Lord, we thank You for this day. We receive Your Word as we face this brand new week. Remind us, Lord, to walk in the light, to seek You, to honor You, and to please You with everything in us. Thank You, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. God bless everyone. Thank you for those who join us online. Before we go, just turn to your neighbor and tell that person, walk in the light. God bless everyone. Thank you for joining us.